It's Monday the 2nd of March 2020. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by Jesper Christensen, a cognitive semiotician specialising in communication, meaning and gender, and by Bergljot Baltusdottir, a broadcast journalist here at Ruv. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, undoubtedly, I think the biggest story of the week uh, has been that the COVID-19 coronavirus has now finally reached Iceland, as expected that it would do. Uh, there have been three confirmed cases so far, and over 300 people are in quarantine. That, of course, is closely followed by the ongoing Epling Union strike among workers at the city of Reykjavik, though exemptions have been granted in some fields in the name of virus prevention. We'll talk about that, no doubt. Uh, Rio Tinto is threatening to maybe close down its aluminium smelter in Straumsvik, saying that aluminium prices in the world are too low and electricity prices are too high. Lansirskin understandably says that isn't true. Uh, we'll maybe get to the bottom of that. The Prime Minister is promising 900 billion kroner over the next 10 years to strengthen Iceland's infrastructure, which she says is already very strong, in quotation marks. The Business Minister has announced, meanwhile, that she is cutting all funding to the Innovation Centre Iceland, or Nyskopanemistad Islands, uh, from the start of next year, with the possible loss of 81 jobs, but she hopes that private sector backers will pick up the slack and save the service. And finally, of course, Iceland has spoken and will send Dadi or Gagnamagnith to the Eurovision Song Contest in Rotterdam this May. Where should we start? We will. Should we get coronavirus out of the way? Yes, yes, that's a very good idea. <laughs> Literally and, uh, and, and figuratively, preferably, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can avoid it this no. time. <laughs> Careful of the wording of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's been on the same page, really, haven't they? The, the the national, the directorate of health, the tourism agencies, all sorts of things. You know, it's going to get here sooner or later, and now it has. So, so what next? Well, hopefully, it uh, will. Uh, we will get control of it, if it if you can phrase it that way. I don't think maybe. I think it will be slipping through our fingers. But I think the uh, worrying thing about it is. Um, uh, trying to keep it under control and not uh, th- so it can't multiply or whatever mm-hmm. viruses do when they get they are let loose. Mm. So uh, hopefully this will work, but somehow it seems to be a very difficult problem. I've never seen the health authorities and uh, Almanavardnir as so well so organized and uh, you know. Everybody on the same page, as you say, mm-hmm. as now. Or, and we are used to quite a lot of uh, uh, things like uh, eruptions and uh, earthquakes. Yeah. So this is uh, unusual. It's different. Yeah. But it, um, yeah, it is quite concerning. But it is heartening to know that the quarantine practices are just, they seem to be in place. Like there is absolutely no doubt that this is what we're doing. We're taking extreme measures. When I heard about the guy whose, you know, colleagues was, are sent into quarantine, uh, I was like, okay, we're not taking any any other factor into consideration. This business is going to lose money. They're gonna they're gonna be out of, you know, commission for, I don't know how long, but I'm guessing at least a couple of weeks. Um, and and no one is is even questioning that that is a thing that should happen, which would be the which could be certainly an expected thing um mm. 
But the prop, the problem, the, there are many problems with coronavirus. I'm going to say I'm not in favor of the coronavirus. But one of the problems is the the challenge to medical infrastructure. I was talking to a friend yesterday who, who pointed this out to me, and I was very because that was not a factor I'd considered uh, that um, that medical infrastructure would be is such a, a vital part of this. And what do you mean by that? Uh, that hospitals are going to be overrun. That there won't be enough quarantine. Uh, places, places mm -hmm. to put people in quarantine, uh, that treatment won't be available. And then from that spirals uh, the amount of workers who's, who are going to be out of commission or die, uh, the hit it will take to businesses the way like the society can't function mm -hmm. uh, if, if this virus is not contained, which sounds really alarming, but it's not necessarily that bad, certainly in Iceland and many of the other Western, many other Westernized countries, uh, but then we look at the Westernized country, and I'm always going to bring it back to America. <laughs> I'm afraid, and see that they're charging, you know, three thousand dollars for a coronavirus uh, test, which Korea, which is not apparently very effective. This is just what I've gotten. Like this is frightening. Hearsay. Yeah, but Korea is doing. You know, if you even suspect of doing it, you get a ten minute test. Like if you even if you even suspect that you're infected, ten minute test. Uh, anywhere, like you can just go out and buy your own, for that matter. In, like, and making, that's in South Korea, you in South Korea, making sure that it is available yeah. all the time, which is really what you need to do. In like we, you need to take very extreme and very compassionate measures. What, uh, what I think is worrying here is that uh, before coronavirus, we had a health system that was in trouble. In pro you know the lack of staff, health staff. Uh, and uh, uh, not m enough places uh, for elderly people that need uh, health care. And uh, they just opened a new, uh, uh, new, new place for uh, elderly people that uh, need health care. And it will be used for people uh, in quarantine with coronavirus things. So the, the elderly are waiting, still waiting mm -hmm. and keep on waiting. So I think the pressure on the health uh, system and on uh, especially Landspitalin uh, it was uh, it was a lot before. And I think it's a bit frightening. But uh, I know they are very good, you know, stuff and uh, they they know they know their work so mm -hmm. hopefully and on the positive side they've been actively preparing for two or three months yes, now yes is, that's right mm -hmm. but that's it good. means that you have to you know people that are are in landspitalin and lying there and needing you know health care they will be you know discharged mm -hmm. uh, so uh, this is going to be a, a lot more pressure on on everybody I think. So this is a bit worrying. It is, yeah. And they've not evacuated. They've emptied out a whole hotel and yeah. sent all the tourists yeah, elsewhere yeah. because yeah. they're using that as a quarantine centre. Uh, yeah. Presumably for people that are not ill, for people that are just suspected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that seems to be a good idea. I think so, know? yeah. 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 Mm. It is, like I said, like there is a huge economic cost to that, but it is also, like, what else are you going to spend the money on if not making sure that this thing is contained to the very highest degree that that he can, mm -hmm. and, and they are—they're opening up the emergency budget mm -hmm. um, to to cover these costs, I believe. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if if the, this if this is the case now, yeah, 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 yeah. What about people that say that we could have avoided it altogether? We should have shut the borders. 
Because there are those voices out there. I don't think that's uh, possible, really. I think that's... Uh, maybe somebody will hope that we could do it, but I don't think that's uh, a reality, really. Mm. Uh, you can't stop everybody coming and going and import-export, you know. That's, I, I don't it's, think that's realist, realistic. It's very difficult, certainly. Like, Iceland does have the the advantage of being an island and you could you could technically shut everything down but it's it's not gonna i don't think that i don't think it would be very effective and i don't think it would solve the problem which is like you would also you would be keeping icelanders away you know you would be, yeah, yeah. because he, Absolutely. you know people and come from italy and uh, yeah. i think that would be that's illegal isn't it you can't you cannot prevent people from coming back to their own country am i wrong in that i don't know i've never no. heard that Sounds right. It's, uh, you sound very, <laughs> sounds very right. right. Yes. <laughs> well, you can't say these are Icelandic citizens. Italy, you have to keep them. They could say no, they're your citizens. You have to yeah. take them back. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, this is pro probably true. Mm. Yeah. And in this, I, I believe I'm also right in saying that all three of the cases are Icelanders that have come back from Italy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which is something of a relief on one level, I would say, because there mm -hmm. was a lot of speculation about Chinese tourists uh, for a while. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. that this was the way that it came into the country is, uh, wasn't the first thing that people expected, perhaps. And, uh, yeah. no. and no. But, I mean, no. based on the news from the last week or two, it's, you know, Italy mm. is a very popular... Northern Italy at this time of year, a very popular destination. I'd love to go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe it's cheap. You can get cheap flights now. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else on that at the moment? Uh, well, there is part of the discourse that centers on, that tries to make it less than it is, and which I think mm -hmm. is in some ways productive, in that it is a flu. It is a flu. It is. It you can you don't die from having it. You die if you're already immune suppressed, and then. People are like, well, so we shouldn't worry that much. But people who are immune suppressed are still going to die from it, which includes elderly people, but also basically everyone who's had a surgery. Mm -hmm. I think what they are, if I've understood this correctly, they are worrying about uh, it uh, becoming stronger. You know, th mm. that's the reason they are trying to keep it under control. So if it gets stronger, I yeah. think we should more frightened of course, then yeah. <laughs> but uh, while we can keep it sort of under control mm. i think that's the main reason so people are maybe trying to those who are saying saying that maybe they're trying to yeah sort of calming down yeah yeah but i've heard it said that that we are already inflicting massive damage to the global economy to mm. prevent a disease that isn't that serious and there is some merit to that, I think. But also, you know, as you say, it's, mm. it isn't that serious right now. But yeah. people are dying and it could become very serious. I think it all depends on the number of people it goes through, isn't it? And then yeah. how many times it mutates. And yeah, I think this happens in the, when the Spanish flu was a hundred years ago. Yeah. It came not so serious. People got, you know, normal mm. flu. And then it came again next this was springtime, and then uh, the next autumn it came, and then it was very strong, and people died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think they, that's the scary thing about it. Yeah, and I, I love that you bring up Spanish flu, because I think I certainly wasn't taught about it, and I think a lot of people aren't aware that in recent times, which 100 years is, there was a pandemic. 
there was a lot of people died. So we need to take measures and we need to be sure we know what we're doing. And, you know, you say a hit to the economy, but what else are we going to spend money on? I know that's <laughs> not what they mean, but like, what else? Mm -hmm. What else are we going to do than save the world with the money we have and the power we have? That sounds a good idea. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a favor. Yeah. Get my vote. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a perfect juncture at which to move on to a different topic. Yes. Uh, where should we go next? Well. Dum, dum, dum. What would you like? Well, there's, I guess the strikes is, is, is the next biggest story. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the most interesting. It's, it's certainly interesting for everyone living in Reykjavik that hasn't had their rubbish collected for the last yeah. two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and they're starting that again today. Yeah, yeah. For but, but is it just for a few days or is it? it? Yeah, they haven't cured the strike. The strike no, is ongoing, yeah, yeah. but they're going to be collecting rubbish because of the virus mm -hmm. yeah. to prevent... I don't know. I think that's you know. a bit worrying, you know, having this strike... Uh, and the uh, you know not, the trust not collected, and you've got this virus looming above, is scary. I think that's not quite uncomfortable, if you can say. It is uh, an unfortunate conglomeration of events. It is unfortunate that these two things are, are coinciding. That's very very troubling. Mm -hmm. But um, and the other exemption is to allow. Uh, welfare workers to, to provide bathing and laundry services to the elderly and disabled again, which mm -hmm. they haven't been doing either. Yeah. So that's really important, I think. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think so, talk, so much important. talking about personal hygiene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's very important. Yeah. Well, let's hope they, uh, you know, get something going. Uh, well, yeah. they haven't even, uh, th th there's no talk going on, is there? Mm. No, I don't think they're they're not talking, you know. They're... Oh my god. <laughs> it's not so, really the time to not be talking. No, that, that's right, you know. Call I, them, tell them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a, yeah. But um I mean it also goes to show like we do need these services more and I I will admit I am not on top of what this conflict is, but these are life necessary services and should be uh People should be compensated for performing them. Like that is that is a basic factor of the society we have created. Yeah. But we tend to downplay the importance of sanitary workers and, and help staff mm. unfairly. And of course preschool workers are the biggest yeah. single group in this mm -hmm. in this dispute at the moment and children have been off school for, for ages. Mm -hmm. You know, preschool children, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean yes, it cannot go on. We were saying this on the show last week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next week you can say, well, it's all solved. Mm -hmm. But it's a huge problem because it has got something to do with uh, 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 a very low income, uh, you know, uh, people have been living on for ages. And it's uh, it's uh, mostly women who work these, who are doing these jobs. And yeah. so it's a huge problem throughout, you know, and, and maybe it's not, Maybe it's not possible to solve it just for these people because there are other groups of people that are also on very, very low salary and, and, and unhappy about it, you know. And we live mm -hmm. in a very expensive society. Yeah. But uh, also one that I would say is probably wealthy enough to <laughs> to compensate Should people. Should be. Yeah. Should be, I yeah. feel. Yeah. It's, all, uh, it's all where you want to put the money. That's right. It's, and... 
like I said, yeah, like I said before, we don't want to put it put it in the life necessities. We want it on flim flam. <laughs> we want it. We don't want to pay people who help the elderly or people who take care of children. Uh, it's weird, really. Which is strange because yeah. they are very important jobs. The city of Reykjavik took the very unusual step of publicizing what their offer was and telling, making that public mm. knowledge. And um, did we hear back from the union about why they've been rejecting that? Because according no. to the mayor, it's a very, very generous offer. I don't think people knows what's going on. No. That's that's it. You you can't say anything about it, but because. I don't think we know what's going on. They they seem to say we can't talk. We don't understand what these people are talking about. Sort of answers. Mm. <laughs> so it it's they seem to be coming in, sitting down, trying to talk, and uh, they are as if they are not sp- speaking the same language. You know. Mm. Oh, that so, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah that sounds like uh, <gasps> uh, in my field. There's a lot of how we understand something and people can talk about the same issue and have completely different ways of thinking about it and that's where we get that sort of crisscross where we don't like don't see the other person's issue with what is happening you should go in there and yeah i was thinking that i will go in and and translate (laughs) (laughs) well something needs to happen so yeah why not yeah you might join in there um there was a new state mediator um appointed recently Mm. Uh, he's not starting yet, though, is he? Until April, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully, it won't be dragging on that long. But do you think there is an element of like the personnel involved that, like, because if you've got all the same people meeting at the table every time and they're still not talking to each other, maybe they should put different people at the table. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like Jesper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's uh, the, yeah, yeah. If that's the case, you know, if they don't understand each other, they should put new people in. And certainly, or certainly have a meeting where we, you know, lay out what the issues are for each, like what the background is for each, uh, each complaint. And also like that is, that feels like that should be the part of the job of the, uh, of the city, uh, making, like mm-hmm. making these negotiations, like having a, okay, what are the issues at hand? Not just, and for the union, union as well, for that matter, like, why are we not communicating? Why is this, why do we not understand or are they just saying we don't understand in order to, to suggest that the unions are making crazy demands? Do the work of understanding. The problem is they've been doing this for year a year because their contract is. Uh, they should have uh, made a deal a year ago, one year ago, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's taking such a long time. So they should have said maybe a sort of nine months ago, okay, this is not working. Mm-hmm. Let's do something yeah. <laughs> so we understand each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, never know. Briefly before we move on, what about BSRB? Because their potential strike will maybe start a week today. Is there any more news on that? No, no. no. Just heard that. That's also very sad, really. Because that's ten times more people. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Let's right. hope the coronavirus keeps stay stays where it should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll all be on unintentional strike by then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully not. Um, okay. Should we move on to a different one? Yes. Where are we? Um, there's the aluminium smelter. There's the 
what's that called again? Invisible. Um, Invisible. Yeah, yeah. That means infrastructure. Structure, thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Innovation Centre, Eurovision. No. I'm liking the uh, infrastructure, just as a infrequent user of it. Infrequent, you just you don't have a lot of electricity or. Oh, okay, that sort of thing. I was thinking buses. I was thinking public transport. Well, that too. Infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it, that, okay. it means what does it mean? In infrastructure the, the, is like all it, of the yeah. services, all roads, services. sewage, everything. Yeah. Well, then they it are. It sounds a strong. lot, and I hope they put a lot of money to do it. It does sound. Like, I would. I wouldn't mind having nine hundred billion kronos, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but then it's over ten years. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I wonder yeah. if that includes money that we have to spend on repairing all the damage from the storm in December. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I haven't uh, really looked into this uh, promise that much. Mm. But, of course, it's really important. Um, that you, if you put a lot of money into this, then you get more reliable services, and then that's obviously good for the economy, and maybe you yeah. get some of that money back again, yeah. uh, certainly out in the countryside. Yeah, because we do hear stories of companies that would maybe open up or maybe expand that don't do it because reasons such as unreliable road transport, mm. uh, flights that get cancelled, power cuts. Yeah, the, the, the sad thing is that uh, quite a lot have been you know let go. You know, since since the crash, mm. uh, roads haven't been repaired properly. Electricity uh, poles haven't been been repaired properly. Quite a lot of things have, you know, they've let them go. So there's, there's a quite a lot of money they need to make it better. You know, I think that's the main problem. And this sort of this bad weather in December does sort of showed them, mm-hmm. okay, this we can't do this anymore like this. So I hope this they they'll do do. Uh, I don't know about the timing of these things. Have you looked into the schedule? They're going to strengthen uh, the infrastructure over how long time? Ten years. Ten years, yes, yeah, okay. I don't know what order it would be. I also don't know if it includes things like schools as well, because there's, that's been one of the big problems, like damp and damp, yeah, oh, poor right. maintenance and leaking roofs and things. That's right. Some of these schools haven't had any investment for decades mm-hmm. uh-huh. into their actual buildings, at least. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's included. So infrastructure almost can mean everything. <laughs> yeah, the entirety of the physical <laughs> realm we we exist in <laughs> or need to exist in a society. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's many ways of defining it, but for me it's like all of the buildings and things that the public sector does for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And again, I find it in- interesting that the schools seem to have not been maintained as public buildings, mm. and again, we sort of see that prioritize uh, priority of, of investment that children and that's predominantly female-dominated areas are not going to get the money. Yeah, Elderly are probably like, like there's not enough, but we, I don't I haven't heard anything about their uh, what accommodations they do have being neglected building-wise. Which could reflect a uh, they, for the elderly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they there is a, a great shortage of it. Of shortage, it, you know. but yeah, shortage. Yeah. But if they are maintained, because buildings, I guess, don't don't suffer low maintenance for no reason or mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. at the same rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just find that interesting. But it's it does sound like, yeah, it sounds like this money is needed, as though Absolutely. there is a, a yeah. great need for yeah. this to happen so maybe the very strong is eh, mm. is a bit of an understatement instead should say 
quite strong. Or just say this is needed. Yeah. Like stop trying to play up the strength of our infrastructure if it's not that strong. Amen. <laughs> Because people become more willing to give money if they can see it working. And you can see it improving. And mm. if you're already improving very strong, then you're not really doing much, are you? And I feel like a large part of the conversation about this sort of thing in Iceland is often around giving people the same level of access to to good quality services wherever they are in the country. Mm -hmm. Because the roads in the capital city are okay, the internet's very good, the electricity doesn't go off, mm -hmm. and other parts of the country aren't always as lucky. No. Yeah. So. No, the West Fjords, Fjords are the place should have uh, better roads and mm -hmm. all those things. They've sort of been left out quite often, I think. Mm. Yeah, and and they think too. Yeah, <laughs> they told me. I say. <laughs> yeah, it's not for my own experience. Yeah, I, I will say, having traveled a little bit around Iceland, it does the the distance sometimes overwhelms me. I, we went down the south coast in like eight hours, you know, and there are like three cities. It feels like like it's very villages, even villages. It's mm -hmm. not very interconnected, and that's fine. But it does make a call for like really good infrastructure like mm -hmm. absolute assurance that you can get electricity and that there is connection in and out mm -hmm. in order to, because that you need in, in the way Iceland is centered you need to be able to get to Reykjavik for, for instance and you need to be able to get things from Reykjavik uh, and it's just absolutely crucial mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's true and uh, both essential and non-essential you know yeah theaters and and, and Ikea and these sorts yeah. of things as well as hospitals and yeah and and yeah I, uh, government services i my ba is in theater studies and and there was a lot of we talked a lot about theaters but all all culture and where it's centered and where it's needed and what it does to a community to have access to it and it is it is very important that culture is also spread out in in iceland and there are thankfully like so many artists up here so many Uh, so so much cultural capital, mm. but it needs to not be in the capital. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we, the time is rocketing on. I think we should at least mention Daddy Freyr before we finish, because <laughs> um, yes. not everywhere in the world takes Eurovision as seriously as we do in the Nordic region. But it's <laughs> it's big news here. It's not coronavirus big, perhaps, but <laughs> 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 Saturday night, uh, the the top five took to the stage for the final time and, and the public voted and it was certainly the most, um, I don't know, quirky and charming of the songs that won. Mm -hmm. I thought all five of them were very different this year, all ten, actually. it was They couldn't have been more different, could they? Yeah, yeah I think that's right. We had a classical-inspired operatic one and a hard rock one and yeah, yeah. this electro-pop. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, a proper pop song from, from, from Nina... <laughs> and then there was the other one that I'm forgetting. There's five of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember now. Oh, Oops, how terrible. <laughs> well, I watched it on uh, Saturday, almost the whole thing. Mm. And it was quite... Uh, It's not the shortest programme in the world, is it? No, no. That, that's, I, I didn't watch it till the end, but it was very interesting. And I think it's very nice that Daddy and Gagna Magni is going... 
Have you an opinion on this? I have not. I I have opinions, (laughs) but I haven't seen it. I don't know any. I don't know any of the songs. I don't know. I I I did not know it was happening. Yeah, last year was the first time I saw the the big, you know, European uh, European ride uh, uh, contest, Uh, and it was it was delightful. It was uh, that I I won't say I've been missing out, but it's it's not really my thing. But it's uh, (laughs) it was fun. That's, that's, it, I it's, don't think it's really most people's thing, but they watch it anyway, and you yeah. get really into it for a week, and then it's then it's like okay, now. now I let's think go back it's to... the competition, you know. Yeah. The, those who are not into it, they sort of watch it when it's competition, and yeah. you know. I don't. know. I think it's the the some sometimes it's the cringeworthiness of. I'm looking at you, Czech Republic, and your <laughs> contribution last year, uh, <laughs> uh, and. Just the camp of it, the camp aesthetic, and then of yeah, course it is right. a major, you know, uh, political or um, it's a major political event. I it is like the way you use the word major there. No, um, but it's it is a diplomatic, diplomatic yeah, is yeah, yeah. a diplomatic it is, event. It's yeah. a and soft power tour de force, definitely, ways. and oh. that makes it very interesting. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. and especially last year with Hatari and uh, their actions, that was very interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was certainly polarizing. It was centering the political aspect of it. Absolutely, is, yeah, absolutely, which is brilliant. But, um, but even like any like this big exchange of cultures is a very. It's very interesting that it exists, and it's very positive that it exists. And I was, I remember something like Norway showing having a. A somewhat indigenous element to their performance. The Yoika. Yoika, yes. Um, so we, <coughs> we showcase that our differences and our, you know, uh, not differences, <laughs> similarities. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah, great. Well, it's uh, never fun to run out of time, but that is exactly what we've gone and done yet again. Um, the Week in Iceland will be back next Monday on the 9th of March on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and on your favourite podcast platform. My thanks to Jesper Christensen and Bergriot Baltusdottir and also to Jon Thor Helgesson for running the studio. This week's piece of Icelandica is, of course, the song that's going to win Eurovision for us this year. <laughs> Um, On a side note, do check out the music video for the song if you get the chance. It is actually quite addictive. This is Dadi Og Gagnamagnith with the song Think About Things. Bye for now. Things, believe me, I will always be there.
to divide As if the stars have started to align